I want to start today with a story of a 17-year-old kid who went off to college or started applying for college, and it completely changed one of his most important relationships. So this 17-year-old kid applied himself and applied for college and applied for scholarships, like a lot of kids do when they get to the end of high school. And the dynamic between him and his parents started changing a little bit as college got closer because the parents wanted one thing. They had one particular smaller private institution, faith-based institution in mind. Um, same institution that this, this kid's brother went to. And this 17-year-old, that wasn't where he wanted to go. So he applied there he was supposed to and then he applied a couple other places one that happened to be right down the road about 45 minutes from where he lived and like most kids in school he took the act or the sat whichever one you want to say most uh, most schools and most students take some version of an entrance exam and so he took the act he and his buddy they went and took the act together at a local college one saturday and I think he made somewhere around a 20, somewhere between 28 and 30. I can't quite remember the number. His buddy made a 30. Other people in his class were making um, lower to mid 20s. Others were uh, a few more made um, upper and mid 30s. Really excellent students in that class. But this, this kid made a, a 20, somewhere between 28 and 30. And so enough to get into college, enough to get into where he wanted to go. His grades were good enough, but he um, just couldn't really figure out his space and his place. But he knew he didn't want to go where he was told he wanted to go. So there's strain on this relationship between this kid and his parents. And then one day after applying to this university, he finds out that because of his score on his ACT and his academic grades, that this school that was 45 minutes down the road, State University, fairly well known, at least in the state, and now has a global reach 25 years later, um, was offering him a full academic scholarship. That's pretty amazing. That's big news. That's work that's well rewarded from all the time and effort put in in high school. But he didn't find the news out in the most normal way. How this kid found this out was walking through his garage where there happened to be an extra garbage bin. And in that bin sat a letter from this university that was sitting right on top, almost as if it was placed there. It was very odd. And he sees the letter. And by the way, this um, kid is me. If you haven't figured this out, that's why I'm calling him a kid. I wouldn't call other 17, 8-year-old, eight 18-year-olds 18 year kids. They're pretty much adults, or should be by that point. This kid is me. So I picked the letter up, and on the top of it has the name of the university, and it has my name on it. And I stand in the garage in the dark. The, the door was open, but it was still dark because it was the back corner. And I open the letter, and as I'm walking in to, through the, the door to my home, through the laundry room, I read the words. Congratulations, Cody, you've been awarded a full academic tuition scholarship. So it wasn't, it wasn't books. It wasn't room and board. That's, that's okay. Full tuition scholarship to XYZ University. We'll be glad to have you starting in the fall of 1997. 
So 26 years ago, that's, that's a long time ago. And my reaction, if you can imagine, was um, a mix of things. It was excitement. It was anger. Why is this in the trash? Um, was anybody ever going to tell me about this? Why did you hide this from me? And so I made this move to go outside the front to the front. Out, I walked back out to the front yard where my mother was gardening in the front yard. And I held up the letter and asked her what it was. And um, she, in a very upset way, said, I don't, it's not where we want you to go. And I was upset and mad and angry. And from that point on, through the rest of my time trying to get into college, um, and applying and getting in, my relationship with my parents was strained because of choices, of, because of difference in choices. Um, maybe even I would argue a, a choice in um, a, 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 an un, making an uninformed choice. Relationships can be strained in this dynamic, this period of life where kids, and I'm calling me a kid, but these near, nearly legal adults are choosing to make the next step in their life and the parents are stepping in and the parents sometimes often pay for it. And if you have the money and you've saved away, that's great. But what we're learning now and that research is showing, and this is what we're going to talk about today, is how relationships are, can be strained, but it might not be for the reasons that you think. There are likely very few scenarios like mine where parents are throwing acceptance letters and scholarships in the trash. I don't know how common that is. Um, and I don't want to speculate. And this is not a judgment on any of my parents or me since that time, 26 years ago, we've moved past it. It's fine. It still exists. And I know it happened for a reason. Hopefully it informs and educates a lot of other people that are on this journey going from student to career. It's just one little piece of mine. But what we're going to talk about today and that research is showing now is that career choices, college choices, and most importantly, student loans are completely, I don't want to say ruining, but they're really caught messing up relationships. I say that in my most Southern way possible, and they're messing up. In all seriousness, conflict is growing relationship dynamics are changing because of student loans. We're going to explore that today in the Project 2 Million podcast. So how can a relationship be changed by student loans? How can it be changed by a career choice? And so let's, let's kind of maybe kind of walk through this together. Student A, and let's just say it's me. Let's say it's Cody from 26 years ago. Cody chooses a, 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 a path at the time. My path was going to be something related to food, exercise, or nutrition. And I made those choices because of um, what I learned through my journey of being an overweight child. I was a fairly intelligent, overweight child, semi-athletic, uh, played high school basketball. Definitely not college ball material, and that's okay. Um, but I learned through my journey of being overweight and almost diabetic in my um, early years that the more I exercised, the better I felt. The more interested I became in food because I was actually forced to be put on a diet. And when I changed my, the diet, I, was, I changed the way I felt and it changed the way I looked. And I was happier with myself. 
the way I looked. And I wanted to learn the science behind it. And I had a dad who was a scientist, or at least was trained to be a scientist. And so I had this background and this fascination with the human body that led me on this path to, well, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to do something with the human body and maybe even food and nutrition. So I started on this path and I knew um, that I was probably going to end up having to go to grad school because I, you can't really, at the time, you could not really do much with a food and nutrition science degree from our local um, large regional state university. You had to go on to do something at a graduate level uh, with that. I didn't want to really be, I didn't really want to be a dietitian, um, but I, I knew I was going to do something with the human body. I love sports. Sports spoke PT to me. And so that's what I ended up doing. Never really regretted it. I'm at this point in time, I'm not sure I would necessarily recommend it to a lot of people. Just depends, depends on the situation and the, the person and the money and the school and what the job market looks like. A lot of factors that go into that. But so you got, you have me, kid A, who makes a decision goes to school and let's say that I, so I, I make friends. I make lots of friends. I make new friends. And when I went to school, I went to my freshman year, my, well, my parents and I compromised. I didn't go to the school they wanted me to. I didn't get to go to the one I wanted to. We went to one that was kind of a middle ground, went there with a, a high school buddy of mine since I knew I, since I was four years old and we're still friends to this day. And then I met a large group of friends there that from were from another pocket of the country, from another similar type of school to me. And so we all just kind of connected males, females, we all connected. And then eventually after that, we all left and went back, um, home to our respective homes, took a year of college at a local university where we, in, in our respective towns. And then we ended all back up at the same state university here in Alabama and went through life together, did church together, networked together had fun together, traveled together. And to this day at one of those guys, um, two of those guys actually were in my wedding. They were my best men in my wedding. And so relationships form relationships are there. And then relationships start to fade relationships change. And some of that's just life. Some of that's career. Some of it's parenting. You have kids, your focus starts to shift from where am I going out Friday night or who can I watch a game with? to, I need to make sure I'm tucking in my kids tonight, or I need to make sure I'm there reading a story, or I have no time for my kids and my wife anymore. So I've got to, I'm anytime free time I get, I'm going to spend it with my wife to strengthen that relationship and whatnot. So careers affect relationships. You form these pockets of, of friends, college, maybe even later in a career. And then you start to learn, or we're lear we are finding in research that in healthcare in particular, um, relationships are becoming more and more impacted because of the amount of work, but also the amount of work that is related to student loans. And so I want to read to you some, some pieces from this research article that was published in 2022, so last year. This was an interview of, of several healthcare professionals that included PT and the authors of this, their last names are Webster and North. And I just want to read to you some of the responses. And so this, this survey was done, it was qualitative in nature. And that means that they're actually interviewing or surveying people and getting actual interview responses. It's not numbers necessarily. It's not, um, quantit a quantitative survey, you know, one to five scale. These are actual responses. So here are some, some things that were, that were teased out of this 
um, this article. Number one, the, the theme is Im an impact on personal factors. And so here are some responses. Educational debt has affected buying a house, a car, every big purchase. So the, the, again, these are responses from people that have graduated in a healthcare degree or profession, some of them PTs, um, and they're actually, they're, they're retrospectively looking back at the, uh, the impact of the choice they made. My student loan is more than the cost of my first house. That's an unbelievable shame. That should never happen. And that's why I do what I do is to inform people. So people don't get in these situations. You can get a home loan for 3% interest. It's crazy that we charge students 7%. It is. It absolutely is. And the, the doors are blown off. The accessibility and the responsibility, as I talked about in last week's podcast, are just, they're just, the access is so open. It, it is crazy, the interest rates we charge. Uh, travel has been put on hold. I'm more conscious on budgeting. I would like to move but can't save money because of loan payments. Leisure hobbies have been a low priority because it's important to try to maintain a budget. So there's some implication there of I can't afford to do leisure activities because the context of this survey is the impact of on their career of student loans. I was not able to save for college for my son. I could not contribute as much as I wanted. We'll get to that one. We're going to come back to that one in just a second. It's harder for people who go straight from undergraduate to a P to PT school because they don't often have a spouse, kids, house, and haven't lived in the real world and then realize salary doesn't go as far as you think, especially with debt burden. You may know the number of the salary you will be earning, but not what that means in terms of spending. Work time. I would put work part-time if I didn't have to worry about paying off loans and the public service loan forgiveness requirements. So this is from somebody who has, is trying to maintain a certain uh, lifestyle, work lifestyle so they can fit into the, the federal PSLF guidelines. Again, changing lifestyles because of debt. I had to do the, the income-based repayment plan, so I'm locked into working for a nonprofit for 10 years, which is fine. I'm okay with it, but there's no other way I could afford to pay off my loans at all. I can't reduce to part-time because of feeling like I have to make minimum lo loan payments and need full-time benefits because I have, to, care, have to, care, uh, to take care of my family and provide. Do you, are you seeing the relationship dynamic here? Uh, impact on psychological factors, uh, guilt. My debt makes me feel really bad about myself. It's a looming aspect. There is always guilt. Stress. A coworker mentioned she paid off her loans and it made me feel really bad about myself. Ah, okay. The stress, I think it can go farther than that. And there's actually enough burnout research to show it goes way farther than that. We can choose how we feel. I'm not un uh, invalidating the feelings of this person but I can choose to feel stronger than somebody else, you know, somebody else's situation. My loans are a heavyweight. Burnout is real, especially, as, who, let me say this one louder. Burnout is real, especially because you have to work extra hours to make enough for loan repayments. That's absurd. Can I question mark? Is this even possible that we're at this point? For one, that the, the there is such a lack of awareness of what, the loan payment's going to be when there are so many online tools to calculate it, but also to know 
what your paycheck's going to be, what your take-home pay is going to be, what your income tax is in a certain state, what your whole house might be if you got married. I, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's a long shot. But how is it that people are missing these things? To be honest, the 17-year-old kid in me that got the full-ride scholarship, I didn't know it either. In 1997, the internet looked a lot different. Um, we, I can't remember. We might have just gotten cable internet much faster. Mm -hmm. Definitely not smartphones until about 10 or 11 years later. Um, are you seeing the trends here, though? And are you seeing how or hearing how these things can impact relationships. Here's a, a few more. And then there's one I'm going to come back to that is really just hammers the point home. I think I liked being blissfully ignorant about debt burden because I was and still am passionate about what I do. My perception going in was that we were changing sc the scope of practice within my profession. It would not have to work so directly under physicians, but there's still a long way to go to get to that. Pay is low for the help that we give. I think if I knew then what I know now about debt, I would have chosen a different path, like a P being a PTA rather than a PT, which is really hard for me to say. That's, I love the honesty there. And then this one. Having children required costly medical intervention. I had to rely on my family to help financially because of so much debt. And even though I have good credit, my family had to co-sign when I took out housing or medical loans due to astronomical debt. So you're, you're hopefully getting the picture here. And this is not, I'm, I'm not going to be, or even try to be Dave Ramsey or some, somebody else, some guru who's just hammering about how bad debt is because debt in general the Bible says that the, the indebted is the enslaved to the lender. And you can kind of see this in a way in some of the comments, specifically in these healthier healthcare comments. If I know that I buy too much of a car or I've bought a car, I might have overspent. I didn't really know what the car payments were going to be, even though I think this might be a difference or maybe it's just some sort of blindness or ignorant, planned ignorance or feigned ignorance on our part with students. I buy a car, they lay the financing piece out in front of me and say, this is your interest rate. These are your terms. This is what your monthly payment's going to be. And I say, okay. Or I say, that's too much. Let's look for another car. Or what can you take off of that? So I kind of know going in, but let's just say I overspent. Or maybe if I bought a house and I knew what the price of the house was, we negotiated that, but I wasn't aware that the property taxes in Texas on a $400,000 house are $8,000 a year as opposed to where I live in Alabama, where it might be 600 a year. And so every month I'm realizing, oh, I've got that much more tacked onto my mortgage than I, I wasn't planning for that. So I, I missed the information. And so now I'm in this hole, I've got more debt. How am I going to pay it off? I can't just default on it. That's going to ruin my credit. That's going to ruin any possibility of me getting more loans down the line. Just because I can't pay a credit card payment doesn't, I, I, I can't just default. If I declare bankruptcy, I'm affected for at least the next seven years. Can't foreclose on my house for the same reasons. If, so what do I do? I make it up and work. I work harder. I find a side gig. I find, I work a, a different part-time job. And what does that do to my relationships? That means that I can't spend time with those people, the college buddies I had 
the friend Jeremy who introduced me to my wife and and was in my wedding. I don't have I wouldn't have the time to spend with him anymore. My friend, uh, the other uh, buddy of mine, Kevin, who was in my wedding and I met when I was in college, who's one of my best friends. Um, we we don't get to hang out as much anymore because well, kids, life, wife. If I'm taking on a side gig, that's even less. Sorry, man, I'm working this weekend. We we can't get the families together because I'm working. I got to do PRN work at, at this nursing home. Or I don't get to see my kids as much. Or I might not get to see, that sounds dramatic, but I might not get to see my ailing mother or father as much because I'm having to work because of the loan amount that I wasn't aware of or that I thought I could take on even though I wasn't really aware of what I was going to be taking home in, a take home in my paycheck from the salary I saw online. I didn't understand that when I got, when I was making $85,000 in San Bernardino, California, that I was actually going to lose about 40% of that in taxes. And so my take home is really uh, not near. My, my loan payment's going to end up being about a third of my check. I didn't know that. I wasn't ready for that. Why not? It's time that all of us parents, students should be processing information. And so we're seeing to make wise decisions, but we're seeing how extra loans means extra work. And that means less relationship that's, or strained relationship. That's one you can find anywhere online where finances or money are one of the most conflicting issues in a marriage, hands down. In fact, some marriage uh, counselors suggest getting on the same page financially and what you're going to do, what you're going to spend your money on, where you're going to put it for retirement, talking about things like loans ahead of time before you get married so that money isn't the big conflicting, dividing, divorcing factor within a marriage. So there's money as a whole as a, a straining concept within a marriage relationship. What we're also finding, what research has come out to show is that parents of the kids, and this is why I told the story of myself from 26 years ago, parent, the parent-child relationship is even is also strained, not only from the students or the, the graduates, specifically in healthcare that are getting out in a healthcare career, um, but the ones who took out student loans, and even more so, the parents who took out loans for the kids, so there's this strained relationship of there's, uh, and, and I spoke to this just a second ago, my, this quote, my parents had to help me co-sign. So my parents become collateral in a way. If I can't pay my loans, they're, they're, they're there to show that I can, I can pay this. That strains a relationship. Mom, dad, are you going to help me? I'm 24. I know you prepared me for this in a way I work to get here. But by the way, I can't pay this. Think about the strain. The indirect strain that was surveyed from parents on children who the parents took the loans out for was shown to negatively impact their life in con the context of, for one, straining the relationship, increased anxiety, increased depression, decreased time uh, and ability to sleep. Um, and then con conflicts within marriage because of the strain of where money is going if the parents are also financially helping to pay it off. So something that you would think would be somewhat untouchable 
it's, it's, it's a student loan. These are people, these are people, ancillary people. There are people on my side, the people I met. I'm going through junior year of my, of college and my first year of my major. And I, this is so much fun because all we, I, I go to school, I study, I do my papers, I do my assignments, I take my tests and I have fun. Sometimes I work on the side and that's great. I get the, I'm free. But what is all of this money that's accruing interest and building on the, on the backside? What is it doing? I have students, so this is not in a research paper, um, that at least not one that I I'm reading here. And most people don't read research papers, by the way. So that's why I'm pulling this up because people, there's so much impactful stuff in applied research that never gets applied because people don't just sit around on Google Scholar and dig, Hey, like, what can I find today? Let me find the effects of snuggling with, you know, a, a schnauzer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't, that's sorry, weird example, but that these are just not publicly known and these things need to be heard because in the same way, I have students coming to me that say, and I've said this before, I'm probably going to spend the first three to five years out of school in my parents' basement. I really wanted to have kids out of school, but I can't afford to anymore. I'm coming out with $110,000 in debt. I didn't know it was going to be that expensive. And I won't be able, I won't be able to afford to get married. And so you're looking at this sequence of events of relationships and relationships that aren't happening, that won't happen, can't happen because it's too expensive. I've got to work too much. I don't have time for the relationship and the parents that are, that took out the loans for me or that are helping me or that just help foster the way for me. I'm disconnected because I don't have time for them anymore. And the parents are in distress because they're seeing their kids get out into a workforce with an enormous amount of debt. And why? And are, are my, are my, I would do the same thing. I've got five kids. If I, if they, if I didn't know they were going to be able to pay it off and they were stuck with this degree and they're, they're practicing and they fought so hard to get it, you, it's, it's almost impossible just to let it go. How, why would you do that? So you kind of, you work your way into something while searching for the next solution. And the next solution is just a side gig to help pay it off or to help even just to be able to save for retirement. And this is where that gap happens. That $2 million gap that project 2 million was, was founded on is if you start in a different way with less debt and you get into practice sooner. You make wiser choices, choices for school or career by shifting that mindset of, well, I can, I, I can't do that. That's not really successful. That's a, that's a four year degree. That's a two year degree. That's a certificate. What I can't, then I won't have made it. Well, on the, on the flip side, will you have made it if you're making $80,000 with double that in debt? I was not able to save for college for my son. I could not contribute as much as I wanted. Are you seeing the, the relational impact and the generational impact? It's huge. And I think it's time we start listening to it. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of connecting relationships to loans, not just debt, but the pursuit of student loans, careers, college choices, because it's bigger. 
than this. We were meant to be relational. We were meant to be connected to each other. So if we're on a path towards disconnectedness and we've got 43,000 different borrowers for student loans and $1.7 trillion at the current moment in student loan debt, how much disconnection is there? We got to do better. See you next time.